Yep, this is Grind Season. I'm Jason Smith, one of your two co-hosts here on Grind Season, a podcast by Odyssey, co-host of the Jason and John Midday Radio Show. You can hear in Memphis uh, weekdays from 11 to 2 on 92.9 FM ESPN and Odyssey Station. Uh, but the real talent is the man next to me. His name's Anthony Sane. Y'all know him, the tribal chief of Grizz Twitter, uh, a man whose hairline is always on point, is again tonight. <laughs> A man who's already seen Wakanda forever multiple times. Multiple times. And a, a man who's covered the Grizzlies again and written in podcast form for the last nine, ten years. You can follow him on Twitter at Sane Asylum. Brother Sane, how are we this evening? I'm good, man. I'm good. I, I, are you taking? Are you legally not allowed to mention that he had a radio show? I noticed you've never, you never mentioned. Uh, do we not mention that station here? I mean, you know, I'm fine if we're not mentioning that station. But. No, you, you you mean you mean previously of you're saying no that, no when you, when you do the bio you say like Anthony the same who's who's covered the Grizzlies and written and podcast for him mm-hmm. like you don't mention and radio we ain't gonna talk about the station because it's not really radio. yeah yeah yeah, we, yeah it's not it's not a full radio station so we're not gonna we won't say that but it was a radio show there you go man but and, anyway and, I'm and, here you're here and it's Thanksgiving week and it's Thanksgiving week. I'm thankful for it, for so many things. I'm thankful to be on this uh, this podcast, uh, grind season. We're in week three or four, I think. I'm yep. ready for all, all that comes with that. I'm all, all I'm ready for all that comes with Thanksgiving, the the turkey, the dressing. I will be participating in Black Thanksgiving, where there will be will be multiple meats on the table. Uh, it won't just be a turkey. It will be turkey, ham, lasagna, uh, fried fish, all kind of stuff going on. So, a little catfish, maybe a little spaghetti. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know how we do it. My roast hey, beef. Real quick, had, had a brother tell me that we don't, there, there is no mashed potatoes at Black Thanksgiving. No, we don't food it. Why, why, why was I not CC'd on this? When, when, <laughs> when, well, when Smith, did you know, decide we don't do mashed potatoes at Thanksgiving? Well, Smith, you know, you got a different situation going on over there. So you experienced multiple cultures in your Thanksgiving upbringing. You, you, it was a white Thanksgiving is what you're telling me. <laughs> I ain't saying that. I'm not saying that, though, but I'm just saying it was, it was, it was multiple. You know what I mean? It was, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. So, and so question the mashed potatoes, the, you know, the green bean casserole, you know, the pumpkin pie as opposed to the sweet potato pie. Sweet those potato uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. All yeah, those that, things. You know, that does sound more like me. Does sound more like uh something <laughs> what I came up with. As you as you can see, saying I'm very excited to eat uh and very excited about Thanksgiving week. First things first, he mentioned what we're grateful for. Grateful to be doing this podcast. You can listen to us uh twice per week on Grind Season. Not this week. This week we just give y'all one show. Exactly for the mm-hmm. the one whole show, the one whole show, like a big Thanksgiving meal. Uh, you can get it on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts, of course. Just search for Grind Season. Uh, help us out by pushing that subscribe button. This week on this episode, we're going to be talking about the Grizzlies obviously split a pair of games since we last spoke. Uh, beat Oklahoma City, um, what, 121-110 on Friday night in a game in which uh, the team lost John ja Morant there late in that game to a grade one left ankle sprain. A couple of days later, Without three starters, including Ja, Desmond Bain, Jaron Jackson Jr., also out, they fell 127-115 of the Brooklyn Nets uh, with a starting lineup that was, what, Tyus Jones, John Conchar, Santi Aldama, Dylan Brooks, and Steven Adams. So a makeshift lineup, to say the least. So Memphis is 10-7, and seven, one game ahead of last year's pace through 17. Ja Morant's week-to-week. Uh, he is listed as doubtful for Tuesday. And next up are the Sacramento Kings, who, by the way, have won – five in a row so we'll get to that in fact 
saying this where by the time we get done with this week, Sacramento Tuesday, New Orleans Friday, Knicks on Sunday, we'll be roughly a quarter of the way through the regular season. So I'll ask you, brother, saying uh, about your top four prediction this preseason. Uh, how do you feel about it right now? Grizz currently sixth. Has anything about this first quarter or so of the season changed our expectations for the team going forward? You know, one of the one of the key things is the Grizzlies just haven't been able to get everything whole and get everybody back together. Uh, another thing, second uh, second topic, Ben Simmons and the Nets. We got a good look at them. I've seen them twice now saying Grizzlies obviously split a pair with them. Uh, mm -hmm. Clearly didn't have, you know, their guys and losing to them uh, in that second game. But what about Ben Simmons and the possibility that he gets back to looking like something uh, like we saw on Sunday, 22 points, arguably his best game in a Nets uniform. Mm -hmm. Where are the Nets? Where's Ben Simmons? Uh, Kyrie Irving was back in the fold for the first time after his right. suspension at 14. Uh, what's going on with the Nets? Can they be a real threat in the East after all this dysfunction? And finally, we'll do uh, what we do weekly, uh, tell you who brought the seasoning uh, whether it's a Grizzlies player, good or bad seasoning, this could be the seasoning you bring off for Thanksgiving, uh, mm -hmm. what you need on every meal, or it can be bad season mm -hmm. uh, in this case, and, and and maybe even you know somebody else if it wasn't necessarily yeah. Grizzlies in the last two games. So this Thanksgiving, you might be you might invite a guest over. You know, it's a time there to be go. thankful and share. So you might be we might invite a special guest over for uh, Thanksgiving this this week for sure. So those, those are our three topics here on the show. Again, you can download us, uh, get us on that free Odyssey app uh uh just search for grind season so right now saying topic number one you look up in the western conference standings you got the jazz you got the suns you got the trailblazers nuggets and kings that are currently ahead of the grizzlies who by the way i mean you're just a half game out of fourth place like we talked about and right there with the grizzlies your clippers 10 and 7 then you got new orleans dallas minnesota golden state all sort of muddled up there right behind you so based on what we've seen so far of the Grizzlies, 12th offensively, I think 22nd defensively, mm -hmm. uh, saying, you know, I like to keep a, a just an idea of where they are in the numbers. Right. Based on what we've seen from the rest of the West, are they still a top four seed at the end of the regular season, uh, as you predicted before the season, in your mind when this thing's done with, uh, when we're done with 82 games? Yeah, for sure. There, there's nothing that's made me change what, how I think we'll finish. Uh, you mentioned that we we're actually a game ahead of the pace we were at last year. Last year we had a very rough start, um, 17 games into the season. We have a better record now than we had then. So we're 10 and 7. So that means we were 9 and 8 at this point last year. Um, yeah, I think I'm, I definitely feel that way because you, you got Jaron Jackson Jr. back a lot earlier than you thought you would. Uh, yep, John Bain are out. We'll talk about that as well. We got some, you know, surprise news today as far as the injury report goes. You're going to get those guys all back soon. I think that you're priming yourself for a huge run from this team uh, going forward. Probably It'll probably be December before you get the big three back, Jaron, Bain, and Ja all together. But I think once you get those guys rolling, this is a team who's setting up to uh, make a tremendous run. And on top of that, something that you said, looking at the rest of the West is what stood out to me. If you look at the teams around around them, nobody in the league has lost less than six games, and we've lost seven. And the team at the top is the Utah Jazz, who, I'm sorry, I don't take them serious. Do I take them playoff serious? Sure. Do I think they're the best team in the West? By no means do I think they're the best team in the West. Nobody's really just, you know, um, making a claim to be out in front of everybody. It's a it's a jumble. There's, it's, like I said, the Grizzlies are in sixth place, but they're a game and a half out of first. 
know what I mean? So there's nothing that makes me think that they can't, once they get the Calvary in, that they can't make a tremendous run. Um, like, and they've been fine. We've seen, we've seen Desmond Bain take a leap to look like an all-star player this year. Josh doing his thing. He's added wrinkles to his game. The three-point shot has improved. improved. Jaron Jackson Jr. is back. We still haven't seen Zaire Williams. Guys like John Conchar have had to step up to bigger roles. Santi Aldama has made a step up into a bigger role. There's nothing that makes me think that any team in the West uh, uh, is is better than the Grizzlies at this point. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna say this, uh, Jason. I've been predicting that I predicted we'll finish in the top four. I would be not be surprised that the Grizzlies are our top two team in the West again. I don't see any team. There've been a lot of teams in the league that have disappointed. The Clippers, extremely disappointed. Um, the Pelicans. Kind of going back to what you know they what they've been as opposed to what people thought they'd be. Dallas has been disappointed. Western Conference Finals team last year. Minnesota disappointing. The the Lakers terrible. Golden State Warriors have been extremely disappointing. You're looking at the top of the West is Utah, Phoenix, Portland, and Denver in front of us. Why why would I think we're not going to crack that top four? So yeah, I'm good, man. I, I'm loving what I'm seeing so far. The injuries have been super disappointing. Really deflating when you get Jaron back, you lose Bain and Ja. Right. right behind it. But uh, I'm excited, man. I think that once these guys get healthy, this run from like that December on to June could be hella fun. No, I mean, and, and you mentioned it. It's, you know, it'd be, it's sort of like we were feeling when Jaron was out, like you, you mm-hmm. knew he was close. And so there was this feeling, even when they were struggling defensively, yeah, you know, just, just put it together for right now. Feels the mm-hmm. same way you mentioned it on the injury report. John Moran being listed as doubtful uh, for Tuesday is, is actually good news for the Grizzlies when mm-hmm. he had listed him as week to week. In the middle medical update, you know, you, you know, you you worry there maybe you're losing him for a week, maybe you're losing him for two weeks, but the news that he's doubtful at least for Tuesday is that good news. And I that frustrating is the word I would use, saying that you feel like you're close to getting all your pieces back because I, I remember the number clearly from a uh, Mark Giannato, local columnist for the Commercial Appeal, at, at, and, and he's one of many that have pointed out the number. But you only had what Ja, Bain, Dylan, Jaron for 11 games total last season. Mm-hmm. So much of the talk of the offseason was, okay, once you get Jaron in there, right, you're finally going to have this look and and see what this team looks like with those guys in there. And here we are, you mentioned it, you know, Jaron gets back, boom, Bane's out, Jaws out. So it's frustrating that you can't get hold. I'm with you that it, it it's not so far down the road where it feels like, okay, it's right there, you can get hold again. Mm-hmm. I, I ask you this question, though, of the teams that are ahead of the Grizzlies right now, you mentioned – you mentioned them, Jazz, Suns, Trailblazers, Nuggets, and Kings, and you mentioned that, you know, Jazz, yeah, you respect them as a playoff team, but not a not a top seed in the West. Yeah. Which of those teams, and maybe maybe it's maybe it's somebody that's right with the, the Grizzlies right now, the Clippers at 10, which ones do you feel best about? Which one, which one of those teams would the Grizzlies be battling if they indeed end up a top two seed, like you say, or a top three? Which do you feel mm-hmm. pretty good about will be there at the end of the regular season? Um, I thought Phoenix was going to fall off this year. I, mm-hmm. They haven't. Uh, they're still, you know, amongst the top teams in the West. I think that once they get things going, it'll probably be us and Phoenix at the top of the league. As long as Chris Paul is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If Chris Paul turns to an old man in the middle of the season, you know, all bests are off. Right. But right now, I, I think that uh, – I think Phoenix is probably for real. And I'm not going to count out teams like the Clippers yet. I'm not going to count out. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, if Kawhi is not Kawhi, the Clippers, I will count them out. It depends on Kawhi. I'm not going to count out Golden State. They're only three and a half games out of first place, too. They're sitting in 11th place, but they're 89. You know, they they make and get things going. Um, I don't know, man. Like I'm 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 looking at we've been t- we've we've grown up in the era where 
um, in our adult lives, the post-Jordan era at least, where the West was way out in front of the East for, for decades. You know what I mean? If you just want to be real about it, man, the teams in the East are just better than the West this year. And it's just like – and I think that like with that being said, I think there's – I nothing in me makes me think the Grizzlies can't jump to the top of the West. Like especially when you get like, – like going back, deja vu, like the beginning of the season, revisionist history, going back, top 10 offensive player in the league, John Morant, one of the better, if not the best shooter in the league, and Desmond Bain, all-league defensive player in Jaron Jackson Jr., Tell me why that team can't be, you know, a championship level team, why they can't be a contender. So, yeah, no, no pessimism at all concerning us and in, in being the top four team in the West. How many teams you mentioned? It's all I ask you. How many teams in the East would you put over the best teams, the teams we just mentioned in the West? It's just two, right? It's Boston, Milwaukee. Is, if, there, is there is there another one besides no, that you would put above? Okay. No. If you put if we're currently in sixth place, right? Mm hmm. At nine and seven, which would have us. No, I'm sorry. What are we? Ten, ten and seven. Ten and seven. We're ten and seven, which would currently put us at six in the East as well, behind Washington. If you ask me today, will the Grizzlies like best crack team? The top? Yeah, just best team. That you were saying the East is better. At if the you top if you ask me, would the Grizzlies crack, crack the top four? I would feel less confident that they would because Boston's good, Milwaukee's good, Atlanta's good, Cleveland is good. If you ask me, would the Grizzlies bump one of those teams out? I could see Atlanta falling off and us being. Are you believe in that Atlanta team? No, not really. Okay, not really. I mean, they're, I mean, they're, they're talented. They should be good. believe in Atlanta. Yeah. yeah, I need to see more. Yeah, like I mean, they're good though. They've got talent. I mean, but I don't think they're good. Like as far as come out the East, good because I could see. I think Philadelphia is eventually going to get better. Um, and this like the entire league, nobody's standing out. If you really think about it, man, like. We talked. I said nobody, nobody in the West has lost less than six games. There are two teams in the entire NBA who've lost less than six games, and that's Boston and Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. They're thirteen and three and eleven and four. Everyone else is just a jumble. The entire league is looking very, uh, you know, pretty even. I mean, so, but yeah, man. Like I, but the East is, is just the East is looking. There are more teams I really could see coming out of the East than I could in the West for sure. Well, we mentioned a big part of the, the Grizzlies and, and being a top four seed is having John Morant mm-hmm. uh, mention the news that he's on the injury report as doubtful. That's good news for the Grizzlies. Messed uh, my head up to see that, man. Like, yeah. I was not expecting to see doubtful, doubtful John Morant. Especially after they given the medical update that said he'd be yeah. weak, weak. So you figured it'd be a week before you heard anything. He'd certainly be out for sure. Again, mm-hmm. I would expect him to be out as doubtful, but still that's good news for, for the Grizzlies. But I, obviously they go 20 and 5 without him last year mm-hmm. um you don't want to be put in that same predicament it doesn't sound like you're going to be dealing with anything like that but yeah. is it I, I do the the end of that game on friday night and the grizzlies you know to their credit were able to pull it out against okc you know a, a, a plucky okc team did a hell of a job defensively on sga but back to the man when when that ankle of jaws i guess mm-hmm. it was Jordan or somebody ran into it every time he goes down saying it, it feels like there's just a collective, and then and then sort of to the way Ja when he gets hurt or feels something like he gets dramatic with it, bro. So you yeah. feel like, you oh think my, he got you think he got shot out there? Oh man, it's like it's like he got shot, and you're like, oh, this is the one, the one we've been talking, you know, dreading uh-huh. for. Oh, hope never happens. You got to remember we're we're in the same town where we saw you know Penny Hardaway's knees deteriorate. We saw Derrick Rose get to the league and mm-hmm. that change, and so you're holding your breath. Um, 
does he have to be so dramatic with it every time? <laughs> this, was a, this was a grade one, baby. It was a grade one ankle sprain and kept okay. him out one, maybe two games. But can we just go a little bit easier? Because I feel like I feel we're, we're going to get four, five, six, maybe double digits of these a season, man. We got to be a little less dramatic. Hey, he's he's one of the most entertaining players in the league, man. Theatrics are part of entertainment, bro. So, you know, because he obviously wasn't too hurt because he looks like he ain't playing tomorrow night, I don't think. But he's playing Friday. He'll play he'll play that good Friday game for sure. Yeah. And that's the that's the Pelicans, and you've already dropped one to them. Yeah. So you yeah. figure job will job be back for them trying to make that uh trying right. to make it go ahead. Let me speak on something that you said. You were talking about how we were 20 and 5 last year. Yep. Yeah, I don't want to test that this year because we ain't looking as we ain't looking as chipper without without John this year. I don't know what it is, man. I don't know if it's Tyus Jones says ain't the same or you're missing. There are a lot of young, like inexperienced, thrown into the fire guys in our rotation this year. And I think it's gonna pay off eventually. Mm-hmm. But man, there was some nasty ass lineups out there last night, bro. There was a lineup yesterday where you had um uh I think I saw Candy Chandler, Roddy, LaRavia. Um, Santi and Conchar were all out there at one time doing one at one point yesterday. I was like, man, this this is literally like not even the hustle team. <laughs> like I think I think the hustle team who's who's got a little bit more experience playing together might get these dudes a run. Like it y'all, was, see my, uh, y'all see Roddy puff up a little bit when he took KD to the yeah to, to yeah, the back. Two Roddy's of his be okay. like, y'all better get off Roddy. Yeah, all jokes aside though, like the experience these guys are getting. For sure. It's good. It's gonna. It's gonna. It's gonna pay out for these guys, man. You know, guys like Roddy. He had a very good game yesterday, in my opinion. His jump shot was kind of up and down, but you saw, you know, him taking the ball to the basket a little bit. Got to cut his teeth a little bit more. Guarding one of the greatest players of all time, and Kevin Durant. Yep. Um, yep. It, it can't be bad for him, man. Um, yeah, for sure. Like, and you got guys like Santi. You got Jaron back, so he's gonna be able to settle back into his role. Uh, John Conchar. You know, he's. Um, he had two great games the last two games. So I, th- I think that these guys getting those minutes. I don't think you're going to see the W's you got last year because last year it wasn't a lot of Desmond Bain being out last year. When ja- But Ja Bain and Jaron, nah, man, I can't I can't stomach much more of that. So let's let's, let's not test the 20 and 5 again because it, it just ain't nah. looking the same. It, that, curl ain't, that curl ain't really curling. Shout out mm-hmm. to uh, – I can't remember what comedy show that was. No, that was uh, – Session Entertainment was talking about uh, – uh, 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 not Stevie Wonder. Uh, Luther Vandross with the Jerry curl. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that curl ain't really curling like it was last year. Nah, needs more activated. Yeah, needs more activated. Yeah, you need John Morant back. Yeah, because that, that that whole theory needs to end because we ain't yeah. doing the same with our job. No uh, question about it. You're, you're listening to the Grind Season Podcast with uh, Anthony Sane and yours truly, Jason Smith. Be sure to download us on the free Odyssey app. Hit that subscribe button. Help us out. Um, that brings us to topic number two. Uh, the Nets, a lot to discuss with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, a team that gets all headlines and, and mostly the wrong kind of headlines. They're they're eight and nine after that win Sunday over the the Grizzlies, albeit a, a shorthanded Grizzlies team. Ben Simmons was good. Had yeah, 20 points, was eleven of thirteen from the field, eight assists, five rebounds. Reminded you of the old Ben Simmons mm-hmm. before all of the issues, all of the uh, you know the the back surgeries, everything else, the mental health concerns. Everything else looked good. I'll ask you, saying, is that a we mentioned some of those top teams in the East earlier? And can can Ben Simmons get back to a point where he's playing like he did Sunday? And they've got Philadelphia, by the way, coming up tomorrow. Ben Simmons goes back to Philadelphia, so he just he's coming off his best game, arguably as a net. 
Can he get back to a level where he's contributing consistently? You know, I'm, I'm not asking all-star level, but a solid level where he's a consistent contributor. And, and can the Nets, with Kyrie now back in the fold, we saw him back in against the Grizzlies for the first time since, since the suspension, can they get back to a place where they're a real threat in the East? Um, I'll say this, probably not, but I wish that he would. Um, I'm a closet Ben Simmons apologist. When people kind of go in on Ben, I, I leave it alone because I don't want the smoke. But I pull for Ben Simmons. I want him to do well. I know I'm probably swimming upstream, uh, swimming against the current. Um, my good friend Cam Rose, who I reference a lot, we, uh, he basically said that he said that Ben Simmons kind of uh, played games with the basketball gods and like did, did kind of disrespected the game a little bit. And I, he's kind of paying for that. His body quit on him or whatever. And I kind of agree with that, man. Um, like he he kind of. Um, had some bad karma about some things he was doing, even going back to high school, college, like the things he was known for, his reputation that he had. And I think that um, his his gift kind of was taken back from him, so to speak, uh, for playing that type of game. Um, I'm pulling for him. I hope he does well. Uh, I've, I've got a thing for big six, eight, six, nine guys that can dribble, play, make, those type of things. Um, I don't know. I, I doubt he actually will go back to being – you know, the Ben Simmons he used to be. Um, have you heard the theory where somebody said that they think he's shooting with the wrong hand? Oh, yeah. You've heard that before? That's why. Yeah, but, but it's too late. Yeah, it's too late to game. Like, you're a grown-ass man now, so it's too late. But, um, yeah, seeing him seeing him do his thing was, was cool. He was he had a very good game yesterday, hard for us to deal with him. Uh, he's not nearly as athletic as he used to be. I don't know if his body's allowing him to be. I don't know if it's a mental thing. But there were flashes where he looked. Um, absolutely incredible. So I'm I'm good. I'm happy for Ben. We we took a loss yesterday, but I'm I'm glad to see him do his thing. Like I said, he's been trying to cheat the system, man. He's been playing. He's been playing the wrong game with the gods of basketball, and uh, it's it's coming back and biting him in the ass. But I hope that he can redeem himself uh, before those higher powers. So it's it's interesting you mentioned that story. Well, what Cam, you you got Cam, you mm-hmm. know, of, of sort of you know how he's done the basketball gods or how they kind of turned against him because I, mm-hmm. I will never forget uh covering a peach jam when Ben Simmons was still a high school player yeah. and him then back then was going against Deidre Lawson, uh former uh Tiger, yeah. Kansas guy. But uh you knew that with Ben Simmons athleticism and everything else, he was going to the league and everything else. And yeah obviously didn't even need LSU to be good for all that to go down. But I will never yeah. forget I will never forget to go back to Cam's story. Ben Simmons had an arrogance and an attitude about him that even that I hadn't seen even from the best of prospects. And that was you go, being at the PGM year after year after year, Julius Rand, all of them covering mm-hmm. the top guys. He had this level of arrogance about that, that put him in his own category. And mm-hmm. I will never forget that in that game against Diedrich one day, a referee got too close to Ben on a and one or whatever underneath the basket. And Simmons pushed the referee up off of it. Oh, okay. Man. I, re- I realize this is grassroots, whatever else, and sometimes you'll, you'll have these newbie referees half time don't know what they do. Now, this was EYBL. It's Nike's most prestigious mm-hmm. circuit, everything else. So so most of the guys they had in there, professional, all that, but it was that arrogance that came out in this push of this referee. To go back, when you said that about Cam, he's always had this arrogance that I'm a finished product, brother. Yeah. Stop working. No. He, he tried to cheat the basketball. He tried to cheat the game, and that's why I've never yeah. – 
You Wrong. literally took his freshman year off. Like I'm good. I'm too good to even. I have exactly. I've never gone yeah. out of my way to root for Ben Simmons, even mm -hmm. though I don't. I don't. I don't want to kick a man when he's down. I, I don't want to. You know, he had the mental health issues, everything else. Not rooting against him, but mm -hmm. I have never rooted for him or for you know anything for because I've always thought he had this level of arrogance that he didn't deserve. If I saw that experience, I probably would. Yeah, and, I probably would have been. And I don't, know, I don't know that Ben Simmons, from the standpoint that he always thought he was a finished product, which what do I need to add a three-pointer to my game for? What, what do I need to add a mid-range jump shot for? I can dominate like this. And that early success, saying both as a defender, everything else, point guard, probably mm -hmm. validated to him, yeah, I can stay like this. But yeah. he did. I, you know, it's funny because I, I, I remember that firsthand seeing him when he pushed that ref. I never – Never seen that from a from a player, uh, even of his ilk, man. That that sort of arrogance. So, yeah. anyway, I ho I hope he's matured. Is obviously was such a big part of that. Yeah. Um, but from the sense of, you know, Kenny, I, listen, I, I still think this Nets team because they got the right coach in place now with Jacques Vaughn. Oh, I love him. When when Claxton is in there, he's a threat defensively. Although I know you know he'll struggle against some more burly guys, but listen, I just. I think if Kyrie is there for the long haul, and I mean the rest of the regular season, and what else is there now? He's got to show that he's committed to basketball, committed to a team, committed to a mission of winning a championship to, to get the next contract. He's already got folks mm -hmm. leaving him left and right, organizations, teammates, whatever it is. So I'm I just saying if they could just stay invested for the most part, Cut mm -hmm. down on the drama, which I think he just having Jock Vaughn in place helps with a right. lot of that. I don't see why they can't be. I'm not saying they get to top four because what they eight and nine right now, but I just think that team with that kind of offense, if Ben Simmons can do anything defensively, you saw him get a steal early in that game against the Grizzlies on a backdoor mm -hmm. play. It set up a fast break. He gets the ball to Kyrie three pointer. Right. The game can be easy for them yeah. if they take all the junk out. By the end of it, I just don't, I don't think they're one and done like they were last year. I know that was all KD. Right. By the time it was all said and done, pretty much him versus uh him versus the rest of the league. But I I do think they can settle into a a, a yeah. five a six to where they could be a threat to advance out of that first round this year. I really yeah. it may maybe shake it up. Maybe yeah, they, shake can, it up. they can do some nasty stuff, man. Because if you can if you can take a true center off the court and keep Ben Simmons on the court, who's big enough to guard a lot of centers in the league. And then you got to put a you got to you can't really put a big on him. You got to put a big on somebody that's not that's not supposed to be guarding guarded by a big. So he can really cause some real matchup problems if he's bringing the ball up court and you got to figure out how to guard him. You know, yeah, there's not another big on the court. You know what I mean? So yeah, uh, I think that can be really a, a dangerous thing for them for sure. And you mentioned Jacques Vaughn. Um, I hate pulling for other teams' coaches because that means I'm pulling for them to be good. But uh, Jacques Vaughn, I, I was I was watching the game yesterday. On my uh, well-trusted bootleg stream, so I was watching the, the Nets broadcast. You guys saw Pete, uh, Pete and Brevin. I was watching uh, Megan Triplett and them with the uh, with the Brooklyn Nets uh, broadcast uh, on the bootleg stream. And after the show, it sh uh, Jacques Vaughn was interviewed, and uh, they started asking him about the Kyrie situation, which I'm definitely going to talk about as well. My closing thoughts on the Kyrie Irving situation. Um, asked Jacques Vaughn about it. He was like, I talked to Kyrie. And I talked to the guys, and we're just focused on basketball right now. And he said, we're, we're, and we're focusing on what's uh, what's true. And he was like, if you go out and you score 20 points, that's the truth. 
if you I might get I might get my word wrong, but I think he was saying truth. He said if you get eight rebounds, that's the truth. If you get five assists, that's the truth. If you hit three three pointers, that's the truth. And we're not worried about anything that's not that. And the opposite of truth is no, no, no. He said fact. Fact was his word. He said we're just worried about the facts. And he was like, you know, you're scoring points. That's a fact. Rebounds, whatever. And he said if it's not that, quote unquote, basically saying he didn't say this, but if you're we don't have time for opinions. Let's just focus on focus on things that are all factual. I Meaning, let's just focus on basketball. And I think that was a good way to uh, kind of talk about the entire uh, Kyrie Irving situation. Like at this point, man, just just kind of leave your opinions on things that don't involve us, you know, winning on the basketball court. Uh, let, let's leave those things out, which is a debatable topic, you know what I mean? But I like how Jacques Vaughn is like, look, man, I'm I'm just here. We're just trying to win basketball games at this point, you know what I mean, or whatever. But did you did you see the Kyrie stuff yesterday? Like the the question he was given and they're trying to get Jalen, they're asking Jalen Brown things because Jalen Brown put out a tweet basically saying, you know, acknowledging the guys came out to support uh, Kyrie Irving yesterday. I'll, I'll say this, man. Um, y'all better not twist my damn words up because I'm going to clearly say what I mean and I'm going to mean what I say. I'm not going to say that Kyrie Irving has the right to his opinion because there's been a popular buzz where a lot of people have been saying he has a right to his opinion. Your opinion can offend a lot of people. Your opinion can make you look really bad. So everything you have a right to doesn't mean you have to do it. But I do support Kyrie Irving's opinion to move on. I, mean, I do support his right to move on. I support his right to still be able to, you know, make money. I support his right to learn from a from a mistake that he made. And it's and it's bothering me to see the media like not give him that. Like why? Like like he's he's he made a very bad mistake. He said something and he did some things that offended a lot of people. But there's a thing called ignorance that we don't make a lot of room for. Like when you do something and then you're not aware of what you're saying, what you're doing, you don't have knowledge of what you're talking about. You have the right to learn, live and move on, man. You know what I mean? And he's clearly going through that process now where he didn't understand a lot of things that he was saying, how it affected people across the board. And um, like, I'm just kind of, I'm just kind of over it, man. It's like, I'm I'm watching TV. I'm watching Twitter, and he's and he's telling reporters, man, you know, I'm ready to move on from that, bro. Like I've I've done my time, you know. what I mean, I've I've had serious conversations with with people who need who I need to have conversations with. I've got a greater understanding of this whole, of this whole thing, and people are just continuing to drill him about the situation, uh, the anti-Semitic uh, accusations that were against him, and the things that he said and did. I'm tired of it, man. Like <laughs> let the man move on, bro. Like we all. Like if if uh, I've seen people who do heinous things in this world that were able to, they may have lost their job, but they were able to go back into society and be regular citizens, man. It's like, okay, Kyrie made a, a heinous mistake that offended a lot of people. And, and and he said it from a lack of knowledge, a lack of understanding. But come on, man, let's 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 move past all of that at this point. Well, I, I, a couple of things. I think it there you have this media machine that rather than write about Kyrie's return, the 14 points, the yeah. score of the game, is going to get more clicks if they're writing a follow-up that their editor is asked, okay, where's Kyrie? You know, what did he say in his first game back? Okay, what what did he say when asked, okay, well, now that he's apologized, what's he doing? You know, they're, they're, because the, that machine is looking to get clicks and subscriptions, right? And, and more mm-hmm. people will do that if it's got of a headline of Kyrie said this rather than Nets beat the shorthanded Grizzlies, 
So we're in that, we're in that, I say that and set it up that way to say that that's, that's today's media in terms of, especially with how the NBA is covered. Um, That's become the story, the next day story now, as opposed to a, uh, some analysis piece on how this team is playing or whatever else that is. Mm-hmm. So, that kind of, so that going back to Kyrie, not leaving it alone, because you'll, I, I'll tell you this, when uh, Myers Leonard, um, what was it, a couple of years, was it 2021, 2020 yeah. years together, yeah. but he had the uh, anti-Semitic remark when he was live streaming. Playing the video game. Yeah, he apologizes, and I don't remember it saying, you know, it's staying in the news cycle after the apology. Time after, The memes and- came out, the joke came out, but yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so so I'm with you that at some point, OK, Kyrie's apologized. You know, they that's that's what he wouldn't do initially. It's why mm-hmm. he Nets initially suspended. And, and so it's third his time. At, you know at I mean? some point, you have to move on. Yeah, but, he lost it. He lost his, his his Nike endorsement. And, you know, I mean, he's a lot of things he won't recover from. But it's like, you know, like it's. You have to like you know this man. Like I've I've gone on off the off the record rants with you with this on the record rants. The media just gets out of hand sometimes, man. Like like you, I put a tweet out one time. I said, man, you're in a bad place when uh, the millionaire when 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 the people making fifty, seventy five, whatever hundred thousand dollars a year are talking to the millionaire like he ain't the millionaire. You know what I mean? Like when you're in that locker room, bro, you are not you are not the dude with the big bank, man. You know what I mean? And and, and it's, it's it's they talk to these players like they're like they're not human sometimes. And like it's like you I see guys who have these fake relationships and spark up these fake conversations and they lead with they lead with a question that's an obvious connection to some tweet they're trying to get out or some story they're working on. And it's like they forget that that's a human being on the other side of that smartphone that you're shoving in his face. You know what I mean? So um but to your point about Brown, now Jalen Brown's getting sucked in because he Yeah, tweeted. man, you should have pulled that man into it. Like, man, like, at the end of the day, bro, like, when I saw the stuff yesterday, um, I recognized that they were the Hebrew Israelites that were outside of the building. I Like, I know who the Hebrew Israelites are. I kind of, I, from a limited understanding, I know some of the brothers' beliefs, what they believe in. You know, they have some negative connotations. But guess what? Every religion you can think of has radicals. And they have brothers, brothers and sisters white and black, whatever race you're talking about, that are off the chain and that make every and that are bad representations of them. I don't know about enough about them brothers, good or bad, to speak on, to be honest with you. But what I all I saw was some brothers outside the building supporting Kyrie. Jalen said he thought they were Q dogs. He thought they were right. right. right man. It's like now people are trying to tie Jalen Brown like oh you're so you're supporting like man stop man no I'm supporting like I said I'm supporting Kyrie Irving's right to move on and his his right to learn, live, love get education to not be as ignorant about this topic topic as he was three weeks ago. That's what I support, man. Like, I don't, it's like, we, we live in just a weird old culture, man. Like, like we're trying to, like you're trying to incriminate Jalen Brown. You know, Jalen Brown supports Kyrie because this is his brother in the league and he's supporting his right to, like I said, learn, grow all the things I just described. So man, it's just these media guys, man. And when I go around saying I'm not media, man, I mean that shit. Like don't, don't group me with that shit at all bro because you don't even see me in no damn press conferences so you know yeah a lot of it like i said you know these these media guys trying to feed a beast and and and, and again right. and i'm not gonna play innocent because we're doing the same thing we're talking about Kyrie Irving because it's a huge topic right now but we're yeah, doing but it you know, one of us trying to make a name for ourselves by questioning him or confronting him about it publicly or whatever else yeah. or, or trying to 
trying to uh, uh, see whether Ky Kyrie has been rehabbed. Yeah, well, it's like you're trying to break him again. An answer out of him that suggests yeah, that all of a sudden good, he's seen the light. See, a lot of these yeah. reporters would like to be the one that gets that 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 mm -hmm. that becomes an ego thing. Saying I don't think what what we're doing has any. Is, yeah, any yeah, for sure. You know, I'm just I'm just cracking jokes. But even with that though, man, we're we're not this we're not up here. You know, sauteing Kyrie Irving, man. We're we're talking about the the, the general subject at hand. Um, you know, like I said, man, like we all we all do things that are dumb. And we all say things that are dumb until you have that knowledge and understanding, man. And and I'm I'm that brother. He appears uh, he's all the stuff they didn't brought him through that he's gone through. He's brought himself through. He seems to have a, a a much better understanding than he did a few weeks ago. So I mean, let's let's celebrate that, man. Like it's what? Why are we still trying to destroy the man at this point for something he had a lack of knowledge in? Yeah, uh, a lot of damage has been done certainly already. Yeah. I'm I'm for one no. with you. I'm ready. I'm ready to move on. There's no yeah, question. Man. And, uh, and and many should take a to take note of that. All right, uh, you're listening, of course, to Grind Season with you guys, Anthony Sane and Jason Smith. Make sure to download us uh, once this week for Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody! One uh, time a week during the regular season, on into the off season. Get that free Odyssey uh, app. You can get us there or get us wherever you get your podcast. Now on to our final topic of this evening, and that's who brought the season. Something we yes, do. Every we look back on uh, the performances of this past week, had a couple of games to break down. And, and typically we can go with a Grizzlies player uh, that's good or bad season, especially as it, uh, we get set for Thanksgiving, get ready. Mm -hmm. It's a good time to put a little season on some. Sometimes you put a little too much on some. Sometimes you put the right amount on something. Uh, today I might even throw a curveball, but saying I, I'll, I'll give you the floor. Uh, who brought the season in for you this past week? I was ready to uh, – after, after the Oklahoma City game, I said I already know who getting that season because Jaron Jackson just came out here and dropped twenty some points, uh, mm. double digit rebounds, making shots from three, had what five blocks or something like that. Um, you know, no, like you know, three or four blocks, whatever. Since the last time we talked, I was ready to give it to Jaron, man, for the you know the two games that he played. Um, matter of fact, I might change my mind in the middle of this. No, I'm not. I'm not gonna give it to Jaron, even though this seems like an easy candidate. I'm gonna give it to somebody in. The last few games we played in, who's really kind of stepped up, man. And like, just like last week, I did Santiago Dama. And I put the caveat that I'm excited that he's about to head back to the bench. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> not because, not because of bad play, but you know, I think he'll be better suited, you know, coming off the bench. You really get to see how he adds to the team. Um, my guy Jitty, man, John Conchar, last two games, 19 points um against Oklahoma City. 16 points last night. Damn, they had a triple. Damn, they messed around and got a triple double last night. Had 16, 9, and 7. Um, yeah, man. Like, that's my guy. I, I think that uh, I'm, I'm going to go with Jitty this week, even though I liked um, that, that second, you know, of course, that breakout game Jaron had. Jaron didn't play last night. Uh, so I'm going to give it to Jitty this week for bringing the season. Uh, what uh, kind of season is it? Let me see. What kind of season am I giving Jitty today? You got my fault uh, season a couple of weeks back. I got, I got, I'm going to tell you what the season is, too. I'm going to tell you what the season is. You ever seen like some, you ever been to a restaurant and they got some off-brand ass hot sauce? Mm -hmm. And you think it's all oh, this probably some bullshit. Let me hit this a little harder. Yep. But you find out it's some dirty Diablo uh, devil spit <laughs> uh, hot sauce we never heard of before. You ever seen that? Yes. That's, that's what Jitty did. He's, he's no name. He's no name as hell. Don't nobody know who he is, but. Yeah, he's he he brought the, that's the that's the season he brought today, man. He brought the little added spice. 
Somebody I like Conchado. Ready to put your ass back on the bench, though. Ready to put you back at the end of the rotation. Can't. Because Bane's out. Yeah, I'm just saying. I need them guys to come back. I need Zaire right, back. Right. I need all them back. Yeah, yeah. I, I need uh, his load to his load uh, to drop a little bit. Always, uh, always there when you need him. But I'm with you on needing that, uh, needing that load to drop a little bit. I, I, mm -hmm. I'm gonna go with a former Grizz player. Who, oh man, you invited him. Was giving it to the Grizz on Sunday night. That would be Utah Watanabe. My man. Yeah. That man had 16 points. Was six of nine from the field. Four of six from three for the net. I went and looked. It's his fourth straight game in double figures. Mm -hmm. Watanabe is part of that Nets bench that, I mean, with Patty Mills, uh, Curry, you've got Harris. Watanabe went four of six from three. I mean, he gives <laughs> them crazy. another shooter. And then, and then I saw him. He was doing, after he dropped one of the threes, he was giving the Grizzlies the business with a little bit of uh, a hand, little, little hand sign. Yeah, a little bit of swag. Hand paraphernalia, yeah. Man, I just do you remember the media entourage that yeah. used to follow that man around? And this was before he was even getting any minutes with the Grizzlies. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Uh, I'm 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 happy for him. I'm happy to drop the bag on that too, man. Because all these jerseys we dropped that have been like super fresh jerseys. Yeah, you know, like Utah would have probably been like probably fourth on the team in sales just because he's you know because of the. The Japanese influence because that dude, like you said, that dude had like his own little media scrum. Man, they could have had a whole media day just for you to for you to, yeah. media they that came over here from right from and right. I imagine with him playing as well as he is now, he must have it must the following must be as oh, big as part of crazy. yeah, because he's he's um, a little bit it added yeah. a little ice, man. Always having that following behind him, man. They were always like it was like they were filming a documentary about this man, right. Because when the other kid came from Washington, we thought all the Utah buzz would leave because all the Japanese buzz would go to him. I can't think of his name. Uh, what's that dude's name, man? Hachimura. Yes, yes. We thought when Hachimura came, Ruri Hachimura, we thought when he came, uh, all the buzz from uh, from Utah would go to him. But, man, Utah's looking like that dude right now, man, for sure. No, he is, man. Four straight games of double figures. Uh, never done that in his career first time ever. So shout out to former Grizz Utah Watanabe. Helping out the uh, helping out the evil empire, the Brooklyn Nets, uh, and 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 putting uh, helping put away the Grizz, albeit that wasn't the real Grizz. Um, so that's episode seven, I believe. Like that. I believe we are seven uh, episodes in. Again, uh, please make sure to listen to us uh, regularly, twice per week. This week it'll be once for the Thanksgiving holiday. We'll be back next week. Grizz got a Grizz got a busy week. Got got Sacramento Tuesday, New Orleans. Uh, on Friday, and then they got the no, excuse me, the is it the it's New Orleans, and then the Knicks, yes, the Knicks on Sunday. So again, so doing, doing that Friday Sunday thing that they've done the last couple of weekends. Hopefully, it'll be a little bit better than a split on this Friday and uh, and Sunday. But again, make sure you're you're downloading the free Odyssey uh, app to get us on that or wherever you get your podcasts. It's grind season uh, for your guy Anthony Sane. I'm Jason Smith. Stay on your grind.